I'm from Spokane, Washington, and my parents met when my mom went to Republic, which is this tiny little out-of-nowhere town that about half of the population is my bio dad's family, and I don't know, she wanted a family, so she joined his. She doesn't really talk about him much, so I don't know much about the background. Yeah, there's a lot of violence and this the alcohol involved, so. They were together for three years and I was alive for two of them. And then she left him when I was two. And I believe yeah, he locked her in the house and tried to block the driveway and did everything he could to keep her physically there but she split when I was two so she said it was the middle of the night she had packed everything while he was at work and he went to the bar after work and she had her brothers come up to Republic and pick her up and pick up all her stuff and by the time he got back from the bar she was gone. So she kind of had to do it in the stealth of the night kind of thing. And then I guess he came to Spokane and tried to find her and did find her but she was with her family and in a safe place so he didn't bring her back or anything and divorce from there. You know, he's He's a nice guy, and he's reasonable when he's sober. It's just, you know, I think once he realized how much he messed up, there was really no going back. I don't know if he tried to hide it, and I just knew better, or, like, cause he, he reeked of alcohol, so it's kind of impossible to hide that one. And uh, he gets angry and yeah, violent when he's drunk and when he's not he's just kind of quiet and peaceful so there's a very distinct difference between the two I'd I'd see him now and then up until I was like 10 maybe and just kind of slowly stopped seeing him he'd you know show up in Spokane less and less I'd go to Republic less and less and then he moved to Nevada, I think. My uncles have told me that like, every time I'd go up to Republic, she'd have a panic attack the whole time I was there and just wasn't comfortable with it. But legally, she had to let me see him. So, of course, I'm a little kid. I didn't know anything about it. So, yeah. I just wanted to see my dad. I'd hear from him maybe like once a year, he kind of just called to, I don't know, check in, I guess. And they'd be really awkward, pregnated silences with just like, all this stuff I wanted to say to him, just scream at him, but it's just kind of small talk. And so there was a couple years of that, and then after that, I just didn't hear from him at all until I was about 16 when 
mom and my stepdad and I moved to a different country and he we were moving to the Middle East and bio dad called and was like you know if you don't feel safe that going there you can come live with me and I freaked out at him pretty much what makes you think I'd feel safe around you ever so I think that was the last time I heard from him I was so angry at him just for everything like for all the stupid shit he'd do when he was drunk and for all the times he'd never show up because he was drunk and I just couldn't understand why alcohol was more important to him than family. First time I asked my mom about it, I was like eight-ish, and she was pretty upfront with me and said that, you know, some people just can't handle liquor, and some people can, and he can't, and that's his fault and no one else's, so... She made sure that I didn't feel badly about his absence, that she made sure I knew that it wasn't about me at all. The logic of a kid's brain is just, it's just not there when it comes to parents. You know, I'm around all these other kids who's who have two parents, and it's... I know I have two parents, but I don't get to see one of them, and I wanted to. And... and yeah, once things started to peter off, and the more he'd make plans with me and not show up, the more the angrier I got at him and the less I wanted to see him more mentality of just like, okay, well, you don't care about me, so I'm not going to care about you, set in. You know, why can't you have the time for me, and why don't you care enough to not be drunk around me? Like, do you realize how much your actions have warped my life? Like, just what makes you think you can throw a little girl down the stairs like what makes you think you can do any of what you did just mainly just wanted to know what was in his head what his reasoning for all of it was he was just violent in general like any violence towards me was usually mostly an accident like I was in his vicinity and yeah, so like, like with the stairs, I was standing at the top of the stairs and he was angry and he like pushed me, but I'm a little kid and he's this big strong man. And so what he probably thought was going to just be a little shove ended up tumbling down the stairs. So it's just like circumstance. Like, I don't... Yeah, like, there's a lot of things in his life that did not work out and he was just generally angry not angry at any one person just angry i was terrified um 
and confused because during the day I'd see him and he'd be nice and we'd go do things and like go get breakfast and ride horses and do fun father-daughter things and then he'd just switch and I while I knew that okay this is how he's gonna act he's switched over this is what it's gonna be like it was still like scary walking around on eggshells wondering like okay how much of this happy dad do I get and how much of this angry dad do I get he has three kids and no one of them is five months younger than me and then the other two are one's three years older than me one's five years older than me I talk to my sister a lot about him, um, the one that's the same age as me, because well, we talk about everything, <laughs> but she likes to ask questions about it, because it's, uh, I guess, a strange concept to her that your dad cannot want to see you, because my stepdad has always been very involved in her life even when she's not living with us so let's see the two older ones lived half with their mom half with us because they lived in Spokane but the younger one her mom lives in Canada so she'd be with her most of the year and then we'd see her like a couple times a year but she'd stay for like a month or two and then my parents, so like my stepdad and my mom, never had kids. I had to explain it all the time. Cause like, how do you have siblings? Yes. How many? Six. What? Then <laughs> you have to explain it, and it's more of a, you know, it's not just oh my parents had seven kids, so you kind of have to go into the whole thing. And with uh, the Canadian sister, she's, you know, we're the same age, so when we're walking around, it's like, are they your sisters? Wait, are you twins? No, no, we're just five months apart. Well, how does that work? It's just kind of the further you go into the story, the more little things there are that are just confusing, so you have to explain the whole thing and... Yeah. With the blended family, you know, they became my family when I was so young, so I just kind of grew up with it, and it's normal. So I never really asked questions about that, but... I don't know, after a certain age, I don't really know what age that was, my mom, if I asked questions about my bio dad, then... She'd just, you know, tell me what she knew. Tell me what she could. Uh, there's some stuff now that I'm kind of starting to find out that... Not about him, but about my time up there as a kid that... She did keep from me, but it... Yeah, it was... For the most part, she was pretty honest about it, unless it was... You know, the stuff I'm finding now is... Like, dark, creepy shit that little kids should not know, so. 
my brother might have possibly molested me when I was little, but I clearly don't remember it. And it was like a giant to do, which I guess was part of why she would have panic attacks when I'd go up there. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> when I would go up there, this my other his other three children would be there also most of the time. The eldest one, my sister, moved out. She was 17. She had her first kid, um, so she moved in with some friends and I think just wanted to be away from him. I think I was afraid I was going to end up like him because uh, like m mental illnesses run in my family on his side. Like my one of my brothers is schizophrenic, one is bipolar, and then he's like this hardcore alcoholic, and like so I just I was so scared that I was gonna end up like that. So I just try and be as happy and normal as possible and like keep my emotions as level as possible and not get too upset or too happy or anything one way or the other. So at my daycare after school and he was supposed to come pick me up and take me to Republic and my mom showed up like three hours after he was supposed to show up and I was furious with her. I thought like she had called him and told him not to come or something like that. And I was just like screaming at her and she just let me scream and then I started crying and like why doesn't he want to see me? And, uh, after I calmed down I remember not being surprised that, like, it's upsetting, but not unusual. I, don't know, I have lots of memories of him that, I mean, I wasn't that terribly young, so there's lots there, but that one, for some reason, has just always really, really stand stood out. I remember the window I was waiting in, watching, and, like, Cause all the other kids had gone home, and I was like sitting in the front living room waiting for someone to show up. Like, that's never really a fun feeling, being the last kid at daycare waiting for your parents to show up. <laughs> He's still alive, and he is apparently sober and has just aggravated his diabetes to the point where he kind of looks like a walking skeleton right now. He just looks like a dying, sad man, which, I don't know, I guess karma, <laughs> if anything. Um, it's unfortunate, because I know his childhood just made him the way he it was and ruined him, or he let it ruin him. And 
Yeah, so I guess if anything, because I knew my father's background and where he came from and what his childhood was like, I was determined not to let him, not to let the way he tainted my childhood ruin my life. I just don't have anything to say to him. I don't have... I'm not angry at him anymore, so I don't really have any desire to delve into all the past stuff and, like, ask him all the questions that I would have asked him when I was 14. But I also have no desire to form a new relationship with him, so I just don't see the point in seeing him. Maybe that'll change and we'll in a few years, but I doubt it.